Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, I'll be going through the top 10 WNBA players of all time, and also I will be talking about the notables that just missed the cut. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I gave you the 25 through 11 as far as the top NBA players all time goes. Now we are left with the top 10. Ooh, who are they? Um, well, let's get into it. Uh, coming in at 10, Tina Thompson. Tina Thompson comes in. A long-time Houston Comet. Then she eventually moved over to the L.A. Sparks. And then later to Seattle. Um, She is a four-time champion. Getting those four chips with the Comets. She averaged just over 15 points per game. With six rebounds. She's also a nine-time All-Star. Tina Thompson, part of that big three over there with the Houston Comets. Uh, Tina Thompson comes in. The center for that team comes in at number 10. Nine, Simone Augusta. Augustus. Of the... She played with the... Minnesota Lynx, and then uh, she moved on to the L.A. Sparks as well. Um, just retired as of last year. She, um, definitely a surefire Hall of Famer when her time comes. She is a four-time champion. Eight-time All-Star uh Comes in with 15.4 points per game. Just a little over 3 rebounds. And 2.3 assists. She is a scoring machine as well. Um, she is a guard who can fill it up with the best of him. Um, a pretty important cog for that uh, that Minnesota Lynx team that uh, won all those championships. So... Simone Augustus comes in at number nine. Number eight, Tamika Catchings. Excuse me. Tamika Catchings, uh, the longtime Indiana Fever player, uh, just recently inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame, um, won an MVP over there. Won one championship, a little over 16 points per game, 7.3 rebounds, 3.3 assists, and also 2.4 steals. Wow. This is your franchise player. Uh, The Indiana Fever wouldn't be on the map if it wasn't for Tamika Catchings. She carried this franchise on her back. And got a chip for them. Got a chip for them back in 2012. Um, 
and it was actually the year after she won MVP. Uh, phenomenal player, two-way player, can play both ends of the court. Um, she led the team in floor burns. I mean, um, she was the ultimate warrior for the fever. And she comes in at number eight. Number seven, Maya Moore. Maya Moore, who hasn't officially retired, but um, in her eight-year career, she has amassed uh, quite a resume for the Minnesota Lynx. Uh, she's won an MVP over there. Uh, she's four-time champion, six-time All-Star, 18.4 points per game. Uh, just shy of six rebounds per game, 3.3 assists, 1.7 steals as well. Um, Maya Moore is uh, another player coming from the mighty Connecticut program. Um, she's lived up to the billing and then some. Um, phenomenal pro. And uh, as everybody knows, she stepped away from the M WNBA to uh, pursue social issues, which um, she got the young man that was uh, in prison wrongly. She fought and fought and got that man out of there. And <laughs> ironically enough, they ended up getting married. So um, Maya Moore comes in. At number seven. Number six, Sue Bird. Um, you couldn't have a WNBA top 25 list without her. Um, Longtime players in our 19th season in the league. Uh, Longtime Seattle Storm player. Uh, the point guard ultimate. Uh, Four-time champion. 12-time All-Star. Uh, Scores 12 points per game, uh, 5.6 assists, 2.7 rebounds, and about uh, 3 point, no, 1.3 steals per game as well. Sue Bird, the consummate pro, the consummate quarterback of her team, um, the de facto leader over there. Uh, she She's taken... Brianna Stewart under her, her wing and has showed her how to be a pro as well. Uh, Sue Bird. Uh, don't know what the, uh, well she'll get one more before she's done, but uh, she's still working at it. So, um, and we know she got the medal over there for the, the U.S. team in Japan. Uh, her fifth one, by the way. So, Sue Bird comes in at number six. Five more to go, guys. Five more to go. So, <clears throat> coming in at number five, the first, the first uh, WNBA superstar, at least uh, to me, Cynthia Cooper. Coop played all her career with the Houston's Comets. Um, it's funny. She, she had, um, she had a, 
she had the four-year run there, and then she left the game, and then she came back in 2003. Um, sensational player. Um, it's just that, you know, when she came in the league, she was a kind of older player. But, I mean, man, what she she did. Mind you, that was supposed to be, well, I'm kind of giving it away, uh, but that was supposed to be Cheryl Swoop's team. But Cynthia Cooper came in because re remember, Cheryl Swoops, um, she had the injury, so she couldn't really start right away. So um, Cynthia Cooper just took took it on her back, and she just carried carried this team. Um, two time MVP, four time champion, of course. Uh, Three-time All-Star. She, her in her career, she ended up averaging 21 points per game, 3.3 uh, rebounds, and almost five assists per game. Phenomenal. Uh, There's nothing more I can say about her. Um, again, that wasn't even supposed to be her team. She was supposed to be a uh, supplemental player, and she ends up uh being the de facto player over there so um cynthia cooper comes in at number five number four diana tarasi diana tarasi of the phoenix mercury another long time uh player um started in 2004 um up until now uh she has one MVP in her coffer, um, three-time champion, 10-time All-Star, 19.5 points per game, four rebounds, 4.3 assists, and the all-time leading scorer in the in WNBA history, uh, Diana, Diana Taurasi. What more can you say? Again, she comes from the Connecticut program. Uh, and she's she's lived up to the billing and then some. And just like Sue Bird, she's just got her fifth uh, gold medal over there in the Olympics. Uh, stellar career, stellar career. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if her her and Bird um, <laughs> retires at the same time after uh, perhaps this season. So. Diana Taurasi comes in at number four. Number three, Lauren Jackson. Lauren Jackson, uh, the, the center from down under, uh, coming from Australia. Um, she came in with a lot of hype, playing for that Seattle, Seattle Storm team. Uh, Three-time MVP, two-time champion. Seven-time All-Star. Um, for her career, she averaged nearly 19 points per game, along with 7.7 .7 rebounds and nearly two blocks per game. Uh, she, she came in. It was a load of pressure on her, and she never wilted. She never wilted. She delivered and then some. Uh, and, of course, a key... Part of those two championships won there with the Seattle Storm. Um, 
amassed a 12-year career in the WNBA, and boy, did she accomplish a whole lot. Uh, Lauren Jackson comes in at number three. Number two, Cheryl Swoops. Cheryl Swoops uh, of the Houston Comets. Uh, then she moved on and went to Seattle Storm and then eventually finished her career with the Tulsa Shock. Cheryl Swoops, she was part of that big that uh, that big three that when the WNBA was advertising their league, it was her, the pl- player who I'm going to name number one, and, and Rebecca Lobo were the marquee players so um but cheryl swoops again she started off slow because she had that injury that she amassed uh i believe it happened during the olympics um i'm not sure when it happened but she had the injury she didn't play right away so um eventually she had to work her way in um, that first season, and then after that, she just uh, took off, and she was the one-two punch between her and Cynthia Cooper. Uh, I don't even think the coach Van Chancellor knew what he had. Um, he knew what he was getting in swoops, but he had no idea Cooper was gonna uh, go off the way she did. So uh, Cheryl Swoops in her career, three-time MVP also. Uh, four-time champion, um, six, six-time All-Star, and she averaged 15 points per game. Cheryl Swoops comes in at number two, and the number one player, at least on my list, has got to be Lisa Leslie of the Los Angeles Sparks. Uh, stayed with the Sparks her entire career. Um, started out in that 97, 1997, uh, year, the inaugural year of the WNBA. She's a three-time MVP, two-time champion. Um, yeah, her Sparks team, uh, went back-to-back after, um, the Comet came in winning the first four championships. Uh, in her career, she averaged 17.3 points per game, over nine rebounds, uh, 1.4 steals per game, and 2.3 blocks per game. Um, the ultimate terror inside, um, one of the first ladies to dunk the basketball, if that means anything to anyone listening out there um and she was it um again like i said it was those three players her swoops and rebecca lobo she came in with all that pressure on and delivered each and every time um and uh you know you can't think la sparks without thinking of lisa leslie in the Hall of Fame, rightfully so. Um, franchise player extraordinaire and well-deserved. Um, so according to my list, 
Lisa Leslie is the number one, the GOAT. So, um, I'm not sure it's how it's going to turn out with these fans, but uh, Lisa Leslie is my GOAT. So, so, so that's the list there. I want to go, go over some notable names um, and the, kind of the next ten. Um, I'll go with the notable names first. Dawn Staley didn't make it. Um, Dawn... Dawn Staley's case is interesting because she kind of got robbed of a couple of seasons because she went to the WBL League um, instead of going to the WNBA. Uh, but that league ended up folding. So you, you kind of got robbed of a couple of seasons from um, Dawn Staley. But um, she came over. She came and she played with the Charlotte Sting uh, she was fine. She played fine, but uh, she just uh, she's one of those notable players off the list. Rebecca Lobo, who came in with all the fanfare, all the hype, is coming to that New York market. I thought that was uh, actually not the best idea. Um, not sure if that Connecticut uh, franchise was up and running yet, but I know they wanted a marquee star in New York and. They figured Rebecca Lobo, you know, being a Northeast player, she can play in New York. Didn't quite happen that way. So um, she's carved out a nice career as a broadcaster, but um, her WNBA career left a lot to be desired. Uh, Taj McWilliams Franklin, she was one of those inaugural players who... Did come in with a lot of fanfare, but uh, she was a solid pro. Um, the LA Sparks, they I know they have about uh, seem like seven, seven players, seven to nine players on this list here who were either former or current or um, played their whole career with the Sparks. But um, there's about three players you that. Um, probably wouldn't make the list but i think if they were with with different franchises might be a different story tamika dixon she was a scoring machine um for that sparks team um she she was great but again she played in the shadow of lisa leslie so i think with a different franchise it might have been a different story for her and Moada. Mabika, I remember her. She was uh, she played on both ends of the court. Um, she was a solid player, but again, there wasn't enough balls to go around. So I think in a different situation, Mabika would have been a star if she wouldn't have didn't have to play with that LA franchise. And Alicia Milton Jones, another solid solid player who uh was the power forward over there but um i think she could have held her own in her own right with another franchise as well uh, uh someone like teresa weatherspoon um the heart and soul of the the new york liberty and who can ever forget that that game three shot that she shot uh must have been about fifty, a fifty footer. Um, 
because the Houston Comets just knew they won that night, and and you, you even saw the confetti coming down as Teresa Weatherspoon hoisted up that shot that went in. So, kind, I mean, it's kind, it was kind of a fait accompli because eventually the uh, Comets ended up winning the series, but um, that kind of held it off at, for at least a game. So, uh Teresa Weatherspoon, who was just also uh, recently inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame, but that was pro- that was over the bulk of her career, uh, college with the um, Louisiana with Louisiana Tech and her Olympic exploits, and also uh, the WNBA as well. So, um, Asia Wilson and Liz Cambridge. Still kind of young to the league, so uh, if there's a top 50, I think those two ladies will be there. Corey Vandersloot is another one who could possibly be on there eventually um, um, as well. Uh, she's still in the league. So those three ladies there, I think, eventually could make a uh, top 50 perhaps. Now the next 10 that, that did didn't make it, and you can kind of make an argument for uh, at least one or two of them. Um, let's start with Nakisha Sales. Nakisha Sales was a phenomenal player. Played with that Connecticut program. Ended up playing in Connecticut. Um, she played there for nine years. Uh, seven-time All-Star, for, um, scoring 14 point two points per game, 4.2 rebounds, 2.5 assists, 1.8 steals. She was she was great. She was great with that uh Connecticut Sun team. They just couldn't break through um those juggernauts. But um I tell you something, Nakisha Sale was a phenomenal player to watch. She was a great player to watch. Um, but, uh, I believe she suffered the injury and she, she was never the same player. So, um, the knee injury, I believe. So, uh, Nakisha Sale just missing the top 25. Shamika Holesclaw. Shamika Holesclaw, um, started out with the Washington Mystics, um, you, you know her exploits there when she was with uh with the University of Tennessee. You, you know what she did there. Um yeah, and she started with the with the Mystics, bounced around a little bit, went to LA, then to Atlanta, and then to the San Antonio Stars. Um six time All Star. Scoring nearly 17 points per game, uh, 7.6 rebounds, 2.5 assists, 1.3 steals per game. Um, her, her, it's just her career was never the same after uh, her grandmother died. That really p- took a toll on her mentally. So she was never the same after that. So. Uh, she really lost her fire and desires. So, but uh, Shamika Holesclaw just outside of the top twenty-five. 
Margot Dedick. Um, it's a name we haven't heard in a while. Um, she started with the Utah squad. Uh, then she moved, bounced around a little bit to San Antonio, to the, the Connecticut Sun, and then eventually to the Sparks. Uh, only a two-time All-Star. Um, scored 10 points per game. 6.6 uh, .6 rebounds. But 2.7 blocks per game. Well, she was uh, herself. She was over 7 feet. So she was uh, Tara inside. Um, won a few Defensive Player of the Year awards as well. So Margot Dedick outside of the the top 25. Katie Douglas. Katie Douglas. Uh, she played with that Purdue program, I believe. Um, she bounced around a little bit. Um, she was with Orlando first. Then she went to the uh, Connecticut Sun. But she really found her niche when she came to the Indiana Fever playing alongside Tamika Catchings and was really the uh their goat their one two punch over there. And uh and there she she won a championship. Uh she was a five time all star, scoring thirteen point five points per game, three point eight rebounds, two point six assists, along with a steal and a half per game. Katie Douglas, very unsung, but uh a definitely uh, integral piece for that uh, Indiana Fever franch franchise when they uh, won the championship in 2012. So, Katie Douglas outside of the top 25. Elena Beard. Elena Beard. Um, a, another one of those combo guards. Uh, she started out with the Washington Mystics before moving over to the L.A. Sparks. Um, she had a nice long career. She's in the, in the league about 16 years. She did win a championship, four-time All-Star, um, scoring 11.3 points per game, 3.4 rebounds, uh, assists and a half per game, along with, uh, 1.7 steals. Uh, Lena Beard, uh, again, one of those guards who can play off the ball and with the ball, uh, Lena Beard, just outside of the top 25. Rebecca Brunson. Rebecca Brunson, I call her the Robert Ory of the WNBA. Uh, she, she started with the Sacramento Monarchs before moving over to the Minnesota Lynx. A five-time NBA champion. Um, I... I I want to say she's probably the only person who can make that claim. Uh, Five-time All-Star, 9.2 points per game, 7.4 rebounds, and a steal a game. Uh, Rebecca Brunson, that forward um, who just happens to be in the right place at the right time, getting the chip with the... Um, Getting five championships. Wow. So, um, Rebecca Brunson, just outside of the top 25. Candace Dupree. Candace Dupree, 
Um, she's actually still playing in the league, in fact. Uh, she's bounced around a bit. Um, started with the Chicago so Sky. Went on to the Phoenix Mercury, to Indiana, Seattle, and Atlanta. Um, she's won one championship. Seven-time All-Star. Uh, scoring 14 points per game with 6.4 rebounds, 1.8 assists. Uh, another one of those scoring guard, forward, swing type players, uh, Candice Dupree, just outside of the top 25. And then there's two Detroit players. To me, the Detroit Shock teams aren't getting the love um, other than... Uh, Katie Smith and Swing Cash uh, making making the list, but um, these two players here, uh, I, I I think you could make an argument for them getting on to the squad. Um, Dina Nolan, Dina Nolan uh, played nine years with the Detroit Shock, uh, three-time champion, four-time All-Star, scoring thirteen point six points per game. 3.8 rebounds, uh, 3.2 assists, with uh, uh, 1.3 steals. Dina Nolan, uh, very unsung. She was one of those players when it was crunch time. They went to Dina Nolan because she 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 can uh, drive to the lane. She can hit from outside. Dina Nolan, I think. You you could make an argument for putting her on this uh this top twenty five team, if not her. This next player I'm gonna name, Cheryl Ford. Cheryl Ford, short career with them. Um, she only played only about seven seasons. Uh, three time champion, two time All Star. And then remember too, Cheryl Ford is the daughter of Carl Malone. Um, 10.8 points per game, 7.8, no, no, 9.7 rebounds, and one point, a little over one steal per game. Cheryl Ford, well, we don't talk about her as much, but she was, she was the inside player for that, um, Detroit Shock team that won the three championships. Um, I mean... You could have went either way. I would say Dina Nolan definitely should have made the top 25. But, again, this Detroit Shock team, to me, is kind of disrespected. I understand. I get it. Uh, Swing Cash is there. Um, and Katie Smith is there. I, I understand that. But you you, you can kind of um, flip-flop uh, Dina Nolan for Swing Cash, at least in my opinion. Um and then the last player outside of the top 10, well, the top 25, is Skylar Diggins-Smith. She's still playing. She she came into the league in 2013. Five-time All-Star. Um, 6.5 points per game she scores. Uh, almost five assists per game. 2.8 rebounds. And 1.3 steals. I think eventually Skylar Diggins-Smith will make 
Um, if there's a top 50, she'll make it. Because I think eventually, when all is said and done, she will get a chip. Um, started with the Tulsa Shock, then moved over to the Dallas Wings, and then to the the Phoenix team where she's playing now. Um, yeah, I think when all is said and done, uh, Skylar will get her chip. Um, will it happen with the Mercury? Perhaps so. Um, but I think she's one of those players who could eventually get, get to the top 50. That's for sure. But <clears throat> again, I would say if, if I had to take somebody off, it would be, <coughs> excuse me. It would be Tina Penichero and swing, swing cash. And I would replace them with Dina Nolan and Katie Douglas. That's what I would say. But again, it's not my list. So, um, yeah, so. So that's my assessment as far as the top 25 for the WNBA all-time list. So, um, and there you have it, folks. So, my peeps, if you enjoy what you're listening to, you can follow me on my Facebook page, GD That Sports Dude. You also can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at GD That Sports Dude. And also on Twitter, you can find me at GD That Sport Dude. Also, you can email me at That Sports Dude GD at gmail.com. You can also support me through my Zelle at that same email address. And also on anchor.fm slash gd that sports dude. You can hit the support button there to contribute to this podcast and also like me there as well. And again, I thank you for listening to this content.